Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer and I am so excited to have in the studio today the one and only Sonia Richards-Ross. Hey, hey, hey Dylan, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Real Housewives of Atlanta, (laughs) off to the races. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) A a little bit intended. I know who I'm talking to. Um, We are... Six-ish episodes into this season. A lot is going on. Mm -hmm. It's your second season. Mm -hmm. How are we feeling now versus a year ago about this whole experience? Uh, I don't know if much has changed. (laughs) You know, it's I I keep saying this. It's like I've done so many things in my life, uh, but very few things prepare you for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, it's but what I will say has been uh, very refreshing and fun for me is like really starting to build some really significant and meaning relationships with the ladies. And so I feel like I really have skin in the game now and I feel like I have a voice. And so I think that's the difference. Um, and it matters to me. Like I my you know, my heart breaks a lot of times when I see the girls, you know, have these misunderstandings that I feel like could be solved so easily, but becomes like these big things, you know, and really causes a huge ripple in our whole group, you know. So I just think I'm way more connected to the girls now and just feel way more vested in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the group really it stayed pretty much the same from last yeah. season to this season. Yeah. We added uh Courtney. Courtney to the cast, yeah. which we'll talk about in <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like coming Coming from being new last season to this year, sticking with the same group of ladies, it does allow you to kind of, you know, settle in and figure out who your real connections are with versus maybe who you knew a little more before you were on the show or who was kind of the first impression. Like now you kind of are like, these are like your yeah, my Your people. Girls. Yeah, exactly. And I think and I think it does take time. And I think that's the tricky part when you are new to the cast and especially for the fans sometimes. They feel like, oh, like you're, you know, wishy-washy or whatever. It's like, no, I'm still really trying to figure out the girls and who which relationships are really going to stand the test of time. And so as I'm doing that, sometimes it is a little bit tricky. Um, But yeah, after the first season, now being in the second season, I'm starting to see more which relationships are really Mm -hmm. the ones worth fighting for um, and the girls that really have my back, you know? And we always see, I mean, this is a show, it's season 15 now. And some of the people, you know, there are relationships that go back a decade yeah. plus at this point like we just saw a flashback to 2011 yes with marlo with and candy, marlo and candy. Yeah, like that was when crazy. you're when you're coming in as the new person in the group mm-hmm. it's not the best strategy to just pretend like you know everything exactly <laughs> or you know everyone right you know it's really it's and it's it's really important to really get to know the people and to to understand the dynamics of the group and where you really fit. And I think especially when you're in a group that's so dynamic with women who are so opinionated and have, you know, such strong personalities, it can be challenging. But I was up for the challenge. And like I said, I feel like, and as the season progresses, I feel more and more like 
um, you know, situated in the group. And I, you know, I really start to figure out who my real friends are and like what matters to me, you know, when we're all together. So I think as the season progresses, it even gets better. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing you host that premiere party yeah. this season. <laughs> First episode out of the gate. It was yeah. Ross's birthday. Yeah. It was, you know, to the nines, yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Was that something going into the season? I know you talked about it a little bit on the show. You were like, gotta, gotta raise the bar. Gotta, <laughs> oh, yeah. gotta hit the level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, here's the funny thing about that is that Sheree's whole thing was not a party. And it was so frustrating to people like, ah, that, her, that party is like, no. Like, I literally invited the girls over and found out on social media that Sheree's <laughs> birthday was like the next day. And I was like, didn't nobody say nothing? Ain't nobody doing anything? So let's at least acknowledge her birthday, you know? But that's how I throw a party, Dylan. That's how I get down from my loved ones. And so it was super nice to celebrate Ross um, for his 40th and give him the kind of birthday that he deserves because he's just such a wonderful husband, wonderful father. And so, yeah, I mean, I didn't anticipate all the drama that was going <laughs> to unfold at my birthday party. I keep, you're right, I keep saying you're calling it your birthday party. My husband's birthday party. The birthday <laughs> I, party that you, planned. that you planned. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it, it delivered on every level. Look, Sheree can be, she can be as shady as she wants about, <laughs> about absolutely anything. Yes. But, you know, I, I get what you mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about your husband and how he's a great partner. Yeah. Your family is something that we see a lot of on the show. Yeah. I personally think that's a really fun flavor to have Thank on the you. show with yeah. the multi-generations yeah. living together working together yeah. obviously there's you know room for uh room for conflict there yeah. how has it been with this season kind of the the growing pains that you guys are going through together bringing that yeah. onto the show yeah you know it's 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 been really tricky and um it's I think for, especially for the fans to understand like we have never done this before like we didn't live together prior to this Last year, when you guys saw it, that was our first year living together. Mm. And so, you know, we start off with these huge high hopes of like what it's going to be. And then reality settles in when you have nine people in the same house and three different households who do things differently. And what makes it, I think, even more tricky is we work together. And where I think it kind of like, you know, tips over is when I hire my brother-in-law to be my assistant. I don't know why I thought that would be a great idea. (laughs) Twitter doesn't know either. They're like... (laughs) Girl, girl, enough is enough. It's like, it's, it's, it, for some reason, I'm the only person in that family that I just like thrive off of the mayhem. And, you know, the more, the more, the messier, the better for me. But it becomes really tricky with my sister, um, who feels like it's so hard for us to, the, the lines constantly get blurred, right? Like, when is he not working? When is he just home with the family? And when you're someone's assistant, like, it's, and especially, like, it's always something new, always something going on. I feel like I always need him to be doing something. And so it doesn't so much affect my relationship with my brother-in-law, but my sister, mm-hmm. who is his mouthpiece and who <laughs> feels away and is going to say how she feels. I think that's kind of where it gets a little tricky for us. Yeah. And then we've seen in the last few weeks, this conversation about when is it going to be time for you guys to just be on your own? And obviously there's layers to that too. Cause like you were saying, I thought it was such a good point. All of the, the childcare and the freedom to do, you know, you're busy, you're traveling for work, all of this stuff. Like it really is a whole like village Village. of of help. And, you know, just getting rid of that without, 
too much thought is is going to create other problems exactly and i think we've moved away from that is a saying that has stood the test of time it takes a village to raise a child and so to have that in my home where my mom and my dad are there my sister and my son who's the only child who gets to be with his cousins like there's so much benefit to that but at the same time i do understand my husband's perspective it is different when it's your family right like you Mm -hmm. know like that that's my family so to me it's like Nothing is really an issue, but for him, I can understand it. It's not that easy to live with your in-laws, especially when you're a man. Like, so, yeah, it's it's a lot on me this season trying to navigate that. Yeah, I think that's something really kind of unique and special about Atlanta specifically. We've seen over the years so many of you with your parents, with your mothers, especially, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Candy's mom on the show. Portia's yeah. mom was on the show a lot. Right. Drew's mom even has been yeah. in the picture. So, like everybody's relationships are so different and it's more about finding what is going to work for your, the people in your life versus like, it's been too long. Why are they still here? Right. No, that's, that's a great point. And I think that, um, you know, we're so blessed. Like I'm so blessed to have a mom who has been so supportive of me my entire life. And, you know, even, even she says on the last episode, it's like, she struggles sometimes too. Like at what point does she clip her her wings to? And when does she fly, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and figures out her own life. So it's, it's, it's tricky, but I think you're right. It's all about striking the perfect balance for you and for your family, not what works for everybody else what works for you and for for your family yeah and also i just think most people don't have that experience of being an elite athlete and that whole it's so like all consuming yes and then even (laughs) figuring out like where do i go from here right not just with what i do for work but what i do with my family you know how everyone kind of you know makes those decisions together exactly yeah there's just no blueprint for an olympic champion you know like what do you do after you're the best in the world in, in a sport that you've dedicated your life to? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I feel like I've been very blessed and very fortunate to go on to do some great things post track and field that I'm very passionate about. Um, and to still have my family right there beside me, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of those great things, Real Housewives of Atlanta, exactly. it is an institution. <laughs> yeah. You have, you know, like we said, it's your second season on the show now. Yeah. And you know, people have a lot of strong opinions about the show, which yeah. is part of what makes it such a yeah. a lasting thing. But going into this season, specifically your relationship with Drew, because yeah. last year that was something where it started off on one side right. and then it turned. And, mm-hmm. you know, do you feel like that's a relationship that is mendable or that you're interested in in working on yeah uh you know great question um I definitely think our relationship is mendable um you know I think that we had a misunderstanding last season that just caused our young budding friendship to kind of you know like you say go in a different direction but you know we we mend fences this season and I feel like we have a lot of commonalities uh that we could potentially build something but you know, once again, now she's going through something very difficult again. Like, you know, I know navigating a divorce with three kids is not easy. And so, you know, her priorities are going to be, you know, focusing on that. But obviously, you know, I, 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 I definitely feel connected to all the women on this show for different reasons. And it's my hope that we can all develop great mm. relationships. But, you know, it's only time will tell. Yeah. Drew, just watching the show, Drew seems to me like a person who can put up kind of a, a wall or like a performance yeah. a little bit, but right. she is a really sensitive yeah. person who like feels emotions and hurts through things. And yeah. so I imagine with what she's going through right now that yeah. maybe it's uh, easier to pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Um, 100%. I think that um, the Drew that sometimes we see on the show, it seems performative, but the girl that you get behind the scenes sometimes is very soft um, and been very gracious and kind. And 
my heart goes out to her right now um, mm -hmm. because um, no matter what, you know, going through a divorce, I can only imagine, you know, it's really, really hard. So hopefully she can rebound from this and become even stronger. Um, and especially her babies, you know, will have a lot of love around them. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can, you know, continue to develop mm -hmm. a friendship. But, you know, we'll see. OK, a little, a little to be continued there. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale, get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence, thanks to Honey Love. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. talk about this trip to Birmingham yes because <laughs> watching Ooh. watching that trip I felt like I was in some kind of twilight zone so did I I, it, I could tell it, because it was like okay we're we're here but then we're getting we're getting kicked out of a party and then yeah. we're just you know running around the hotel yes. and then the, the the main event never happened with right, the football game right. obviously Kenya you know had a health yeah. situation mm -hmm. Walk me through kind of the experience of that day. Well, so here's the funniest thing. I think that um, we got to point out, right? Kenya is the number one critic of your trip. Like yes. this woman literally will nitpick everything down to the shoes, the food, everything. And then she takes us on this like adventure of like nothing. Like, <laughs> Ma'am, like what? What was this? You know what I mean? Like, like you said, I felt like I was in a twilight zone too. First of all, we had no idea what we were going to be doing. So right. none of us even packed for the trip appropriately. Right. You know, and then it's like we go to a dance class and then we go to this lunch and then we end up at this place. It was just a mess. 
Yeah. From the, from 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 someone who I mean should be bringing it at the highest level based on how she critiques everyone else. So it was just a big flop. <laughs> um, but you know, we still had a good time because we were together. But it was just insane. Well, it was it was so funny to watch because obviously that first day was a little. It felt a little random. And then <laughs> Very that, random. When you got to that event, I don't think it was what Kenya <laughs> thought it was going to be. Right. You know, she made money had to go back up and change. And then there were people like in jeans. <laughs> But yeah. but then when we get when we get back to the hotel yeah. and it's kind of the group sort of mutinies a little bit <laughs> and you know Marlo's banging on the door maybe yeah. Sheree got in one or two knocks depending on who you ask right <laughs> what was was there a sense just that like we we can't go to bed yet because we haven't done anything. Yeah, exactly. It was literally like nine o'clock. And it's like we all leave our families for this girl weekend. I don't know what kind of girl weekends Kenya usually has or plans, but it usually doesn't end at nine o'clock at night. Like, you know what I mean? We were thinking we we're going to have fun and keep being together. And so and then it also just felt like we kept not we weren't sure what was going to happen next. And one of the things that Kenya always says and she appreciates is like, what's happening? Like, you know, what's the schedule? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. And so it just felt like unfair that she kept us in the dark for the whole trip, especially because I literally had work that next morning in Atlanta. Right. Right. You and were I, about to do like a, a relay race. Back yes, and forth. back and forth <laughs> to show up for her. You know right. what I mean? And mind you, her two closest friends on the show can't, you know, Candy and Drew didn't even I mean, Drew was sick. And then Candy had to be out of town. There was a little air quotes there. For, this is an audio <laughs> format. I'm like, so it's like, how how dare you not, you know, at least show us the respect of like telling us what's going on because all of us have so much going on and we make sacrifices to be with each other. And it just right. felt like she just completely disregarded, you know, that we were doing all that, especially for me, who was going to be on the road for like five hours to come back. I was like, if we're just going to watch a football game, baby, I done been to the best. <laughs> I done been to the Super Bowl, honey. So <laughs> I might choose to stay home. You know what I mean? Had I known, you know, not known what was really going on. So You're like I can get into kind of any sporting event I, I really want to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a it was a strange moment. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day they're like eating Uber Eats in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> it, it was it was a little bit of a like it felt like a womp womp womp. You can bit. say it, Dylan. It was a womp womp womp. <laughs> uh, well talking about Candy and Drew kind of being Kenya's closest friends this year. Yeah. On the other side of things, we have Marlo and Sheree, yeah. who it seems like you yeah. are doing really well with. Yeah. What about those two do you think kind of you connect with? Well, the thing is, and I just, I hate this for Marlo because, I, and I guess some people you have to get to know intimately to like really know them. And I hate that sometimes Marlo gets such a bad rap because she literally is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, she's so thoughtful and, you know, throughout this whole experience, she's been the one person that has always been there for me, checked in on me when I'm when I was sick. The, I had covid last season. She literally sent me something every single day, sent me this huge teddy bear to cheer me up. And so I think we've just really connected on, you know, on the basis that I feel like our you know hearts have connected, like, you know, in a, in a very human way. And so. You know, her and I are like real, real friends on and off camera. And I'm really excited about that friendship. Um, and, you know, funny, Candy and I were having a, a great um, also, you know, we went on a family vacation together mm. and bonded really well, you know, over that. But obviously when her and Marlo get into this, you know, these two altercations that really impact their friendship, it then becomes really hard um, because everyone feels like you're picking sides, you know, and so. You know, it becomes tricky. But my whole goal is the whole season is for us to like be one 
group. You know, I hate feeling divided. I hate feeling like it's three on three. You know, yeah. it, it should feel like we all have different relationships, but it should feel like we all have a connection. Yeah, I think watching any Housewives show or really any ensemble show like this yeah. in general it's like obviously we we love the drama we love when yeah. there's you know conflict and stuff but overall it's best when everybody can be together and yeah. then you have your like sort of like okay these two aren't really getting along but everybody still is right. around each other and right. it it is tough when you when it feels like it's starting to break into the like team yeah idea yeah i i hate that too and sheree and i fight really hard for that not to happen <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Sheree is, is one of those people where she can be messy as hell, but mm -hmm. then also it seems like she can be a really great friend, yeah. a really great cheerleader yeah. when when the time is right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's the other reason her and I have connected too is because she's, she's shown up for that for me as well. Like throughout the season, we just connect. We have a lot of fun together. We don't, we don't have any major fights or anything. It's just like, I feel like as Sheree is like, you know, what was that? What's that movie called? Um, getting her groove back. <laughs> you know, her and I just connect on a lot of things. So yeah, her and I have a great time. But I don't. I don't have any big issues with anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, this season, like you know, I get along with most of the girls. It's just I think that sometimes the group feels divided, and I have to speak up for what I feel is right in that moment. Yeah, totally. And I think the the Marlo and Candy issues feel like something where it's. It feels almost deeper than it needs to be, yes. but then also we see there's so much history with the two of right, them, and exactly. and what happened in the last episode at the beat the bomb place. It was yeah. like all of a sudden it was you know who's aggressive, who's yeah. pulling who, and it was it just got to a level where it was like, damn, I didn't know it was this serious like that. Yeah, you know? exactly. I felt the same way. I think obviously. The basis of this issue, you know, starts with someone losing their life. So it, it, there is that gravity to it, right? Because Mar Marlo did lose her nephew, right? But I feel like the issue that Marlo has with Candy is, is small. And if we were able to just focus on that one issue, which is she felt like during that time she could have been a more supportive friend, I don't think it needed to become so big. But I feel like when Drew and when Kenya got involved and it felt more like Marlo was attaching this this shooting to Candy's business and obviously that, you know, that affected Candy and mm -hmm. she has a reason to be upset about that. But I don't think that was ever Marlo's intention. Right. I think sometimes when just like you're in a, you know, setting like this where things kind of like get built up, yeah. it's easy to kind of pile on like more meaning to something True. where it's, it could be a simple issue that's right. just like, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's get on the same page. But right. then it's like, now we're screaming in a parking lot. <laughs> Exactly. And instead of beating the bomb, we're beating each other up. Like. <laughs> we did, at Betches, we did beat the bomb as like a company outing. Like you guys did? Four years ago. And so when you were there, I was like, oh, like, I know I know what this is going to look like. I didn't even know if y'all were going to get to play I at the know. end. <laughs> I'm so happy we did because it was such a fun experience. I've been back like two or three times since because, you know, I'm very competitive. <laughs> so it was like, oh, we got to beat this damn bomb. <laughs> Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. This episode is brought to you by ABC. 
Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So that was Courtney's first go around at hosting the yeah. group. How do we feel about Courtney's entrance into the group? Because it, it, it did feel to me like she came in pretty hot at the beginning of the season, which yeah. is it's a choice. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was I was shocked when I first met Courtney. And when I was it was her. I and Sheree, obviously, in that very opening kind of opening um, scene where she just like laid it all out there. And I was like, wow, like I I actually admire and respect people who just, you know, say what it is and speak their mind and, um, you know, and don't really care about how people take it or feel about it, you know? So I thought Courtney was a great addition to the, to the show and to the group. And Courtney and I actually got really close throughout the season, um, you know, because I just felt like she was like, I don't care. Like it is what it is. Like I'm saying what I feel. And, you know, as the season goes on, you'll see it. There's, you know, more layers to it. But um, but I thought that she came in hot, but I thought it was a, a good mix to the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then obviously Manetta is on the show right. a little more this season. Yeah. Have you guys been able to really get close at all? I know obviously she's so tight with Candy, which is, yeah. you know. Yeah. Manetta is such a sweet girl. Like Manetta is has mostly good relationships with everybody. And I feel like this show is sometimes tricky for her because she's she is so sweet, you know, and obviously she is really loyal to, to Candy. But I mean, I... Uh, so Moyeta has a small dog and I have literally had our dog three or four times because my son is obsessed with having a dog. Uh-huh. So we go over there and, and get the dog and keep him for a weekend. So Moyeta and I are super <laughs> cool. Like we talk all the time and her husband Heath and my husband are really close. Mm. So I have had a chance to really develop a friendship with her and I think she's awesome. You're like, this is the most dog we can have. And exactly. so we don't have nine people in the house. <laughs> Can't have ten. We can't have ten. Sorry, Ducey. I know you want one, but like maybe maybe pets later. Later, <laughs> exactly. Look, I feel that I, you don't want to. You don't want to get into something you're, no, you're not ready for. No, no, no. We travel way too much, and a dog is like another child, and I'm not ready for that either. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so looking ahead this season, we one thing that I think people are really excited for is we got a little glimpse of Cynthia Bailey yes. coming onto the show. Yes. Did, did you know her at all much before? Or? Not much. So I met her before. So I, I, I was connected with her during my first season. And she was just the sweetest and just gave me the best advice and has always been like, hey, you know, if you, I'm here as a resource. Um, and ironically, I actually saw her a couple weeks prior to when she actually joined the show. And I was like, Cynthia, you should come back. I did this really funny reels with her. And she was like, I guess the reels worked, you know, because like a few <laughs> weeks later she was filming with us. And she is such a joy to be around. Like yeah. when she comes on the show or when she comes on to like whatever, you know, we're doing, it always just the energy just goes up with Cynthia. Yeah. She is. She really is one of the most lovely. Yeah. Just like. Yeah, she's wonderful. Great to have around. I think yeah. sometimes with with house wives people gravitate toward whoever has kind of like the the biggest personality kind yeah. of gets the loudest right, you know right. and <laughs> with somebody like Cynthia it's like she was on this show for a decade plus yeah. and she that's not her style and yeah. I think it's kind of it's kind of fun yeah I agree with you yeah I've always loved her and I think that she was always just authentic and true to who she was and I think that resonates with people do you have any kind of 
goals of things you want to do on the show? Any but any relationships you really want to, you know, work on? Uh, like what? Where do you see? Where do you see your housewives trajectory? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I obviously enjoy being a part of the cast. And I think what makes this show really great is when the relationships are real and authentic and when the women are truly vested in becoming friends, right? And like, and, and playing a role in each other's lives. And, and I think that um, I want to be a part of that. Like, I want to be a part of genuinely getting to know the women who are open to, you know, becoming friends and growing together and becoming better. And so, you know, that that's my goal um, on the show. And I hope to, you know, be on the show for a long time. And I hope that people will, you know, continue to uh, fall in love with the journey of seeing strong women with big personalities and big goals just continue to to be all of who they are. And I think that's what makes the Real Housewives of Atlanta mm. so special and why people are so you know, have always been so vested in it. Yeah. Based on uh based on social media, it doesn't seem like uh Marlo and Candy are doing great. <laughs> yeah. As of right now, do you do you see that as a relationship that you could potentially help? Um, I, I certainly hope so. I tried throughout this season and they have they still have good moments. The one thing I could say about both Marlo and Candy that I really admire is that although they will get really heated and really passionate about, you know, whatever their POVs are, they are level headed and they do come back to a good place. You know, they always, I think, are able to be around each other and at least be cordial. And I love that about them. So, I, you know, I think there's always hope for their friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that there's a thin line between love and hate. <laughs> and so, you know, so I think that they can find love again. So, yeah. you know, we'll just see. I think we, we've seen all that happen in the last 12 years or whatever. Exactly. I feel like there there can be more to the story there. Absolutely. Well, I hope there's more to the story with you, too, because I've really enjoyed watching you these last couple seasons. I appreciate that, Dylan. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by dylan hafer sean kilby jorge morales pico and rebecca sousmacat editing by jorge morales pico social media by dylan hafer guest booking by dylan hafer and ali friedlander be sure to follow at bravo by betches on instagram and twitter Batches.